might be controversial, but I think it's really important. If you have a class or you have a large number of students in your class that are struggling with motivation, thinking back to my own class where I had a large number of students that were struggling with motivation, I think this next thing is a really good thing to do, although some people might argue differently. And I would say, take a break from reading. Hi there, I'm Carolyn Wall, your host of the Middle School Cafe podcast, a podcast specifically for secondary ELA teachers looking to close the achievement gap. I'm a 20-year veteran teacher who still loves being in the classroom. Tune in each week as I reflect on my own teaching experience to bring you lesson plans, strategies, and stories that will help you develop your students as readers and writers. So grab your notepad, cup of coffee, and join me each week as we dive into all things ELA. Here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. We are on episode number five. Today, we're going to be talking about student motivation and how we can keep motivation high and get our students excited about reading. This is a question that I get asked about all the time. I know that I've been part of conversations on student motivation and lots of professional developments in my Facebook group. I get emailed questions about this. And it's just something that no matter how long you've been teaching is something that we have to constantly be thinking about and constantly be addressing is student motivation. So I'm going to be honest that I was a little hesitant about bringing up this topic, especially so early in our podcast, but because it's one that I think so many teachers deal with, I felt that it deserved a spot. And so we're going to talk about it. I struggle a little bit because I certainly don't want to come across as having all the answers on student motivation. And I certainly don't want you to think that my students come every single day ready to read, motivated, and wanting to discuss their book, and that every day is rainbows and unicorns, because that is certainly not the case. I struggle in my class with motivation just as much as your students do in your classes. In fact, when I was preparing for this podcast, I had to really laugh because my students this past week have really not been motivated and it's been a struggle. And when I stepped back, when I was reflecting as I was writing a few notes for today, I just thought about the fact that we just came off of Spirit Week. We had four days for Veterans Day and we had a two-day week for Thanksgiving. And So their schedule has been crazy. And then I'm wondering why my kids are not motivated because they're thinking about all kinds of different things. So it's okay if student motivation is something that you struggle with. It is still something after 20 some years that my class is still struggling with because we're dealing with people. And I think we forget that sometimes that the students in our class are going through their own things. So this year I'm teaching sixth grade. And so my students are literally just learning how to be people. And some days they're super motivated and they want to come in and share everything that they've learned about their book. And they can't wait to get to the next chapter. And other days, the only thing that they are thinking about is what their friend said to them or how a certain person looked at them. 
and they're just not motivated at all by any academics. And so keep that in mind as well when you're struggling, because it's not always about us in the classroom. It's not always about what we as the teacher are doing or not doing. Sometimes it's just where they are. And so we want to recognize that and we want to honor that and we want to help them through that. In today's episode, I want to talk about four things that you could try when your students are not motivated. These are more whole class type things as opposed to individual things. But I think one of the keys to increasing student motivation is being able to change things up a little bit. So again, we're going to talk about four different things. The first one is student choice in reading. And this is one that as we continue in the podcast, you will hear me say over and over and over again, because I so believe in giving students choice whenever possible. Student choice in reading, student choice in writing, student choices in their classes are easy ways to have that natural self-motivation come out. And so if you are able to give your students choice in what they read, I highly encourage you to do that. When students pick out their books, it helps shift their mindset from schools happening to them to they are active participants in their own learning. It helps them to take ownership of their learning because they are involved in it. They have a little bit of skin in the game, so to speak. If you are already giving your students choice in what they're reading and you still find that maybe your class is struggling a little bit or maybe you have a group of students that are struggling a little bit, then here's a couple of things that you can do to still give them choice, but just help them kind of think through what they're doing. So what I mean by that is I might have the warm-up be a question about their book a question about what they like about their book, a question about what they're excited about their book, a question that might revolve around something happening in their book, but something to get them thinking about whether or not they are really liking the book. So not a plot point, not a character description, but just kind of a quick write on, I wouldn't ask, are they excited about the book, but get them thinking about it. Are they Excited for the ending? Are they wanting to keep going with the book? Those kinds of questions. Maybe even have them give it a score between one and 10 about if they would recommend this book to somebody and help the student kind of think about do they have a just right book? Do they have a book that they should continue? Do they have a book that they want to continue? And sometimes they'll say yes, and they'll come up to the conclusion that yes, they do have a just right book. But a lot of times if they're struggling with motivation, they're going to find that they probably should return the book and get a new one. And this is a great, easy way to do that without putting any pressure on them or without it coming from you. So once you have your students recognizing whether or not they need a new book, just plan a library day. Sometimes just planning a library day is enough to get students excited again about books, excited about what they're reading, and I kind of equate it to going shopping. So you might have 10, 15 shirts in your closet, and they're fine, and you could wear them, and it would be all right. But if you go to the store and you get a new shirt, then you're excited about wearing that shirt again. And it's different than the ones that you already had that that were just fine. So go to the library, just plan a library day. They don't necessarily have to get a new book, 
but it's going to put them back in front of books where they can look at books, they can touch the books, they can read the back cover copies, and they can again decide if they are wanting to continue with the book they have or to get a new one. So plan a library day is a great option to help students understand if they have just right books. So that was student choice. Number two is to create some reading challenges. Students, especially middle schoolers, are very competitive. So using that competitive nature in your class can also help with student motivation. Your challenges don't have to be hard. Your challenges don't have to be long. They can be done over a couple of weeks. They can be done over an entire grading period. Whatever is going to work for you is great, but provide some opportunities for some challenges. A few ideas would be to create a bingo type board for your students that has options on it, like read a book that has a character that's done something that you want to do. Read a book that has the word time in the title. Read a book that shows a character that's changed over time. All of the things on the bingo board can be things that every student can accomplish regardless of their reading level. So that puts everybody on the same playing field and everybody can achieve it if they want to participate in the challenge. Super fun. A lot of students love that competitive nature and will re-engage because they want to win their bingo. They want to win a prize or they want to win the celebration or recognition or whatever you want it to be. You don't have to have challenges around specific page numbers, although you can if that's motivating for your class. You don't have to have challenges that are focused on specific books or specific genres, although you can if you feel like that's going to be motivating for your students. Tailor your challenges to what you think your students. And you could even invite your students to put things on the bingo board and create the bingo board together as a class. I will put a link in the show notes to some challenges that I've used and links to some resources that might help you create your own challenges. All right. So the third thing that I'm going to say, it might be controversial, but I think it's really important. If you have a class or you have a large number of students in your class that are struggling with motivation, Thinking back to my own class where I had a large number of students that were struggling with motivation, I think this next thing is a really good thing to do, although some people might argue differently. And I would say take a break from reading. I know it's an ELA class. I know that reading is important, but sometimes we need to shake things up a little bit. And so just put choice reading on pause for a week or two. And instead, engage in a short story. So you're not stopping reading altogether. You're just shifting it from choice reading to a short story. And there are a lot of standards that can be taught and reviewed with short stories. So I would pick whatever your next standards are that you're going to be working on and teach those through a short story so that when you get back to choice reading, students can be reviewing those with their own books. I wouldn't take a break longer than two weeks. So a short story is perfect for that. 
It'll break things up just a little bit. I think that that is the key to motivation is to keep things moving and changing things up a little bit so that you can re-engage students with their learning with their books again. All right, I saved my favorite one for last, and it is one where I will dedicate an entire podcast to it. But for right now, I just want to introduce it and talk a little bit about that. And that is book clubs. I love book clubs. Book clubs are a great motivator for students because they get to have so much say in what's happening in their groups, so much say what's happening in in their discussions, puts a lot of the learning and a lot of the activities onto the students. So there is a lot more work up front for the teacher. So I'm not going to be, I'm going to be upfront about that, but they're, oh, they're so worth it. Book clubs are amazing. I love them and encourage everyone to participate in them. I want to give you just a brief overview of a book club and what I mean when I say book club and how that's different from what you may know of literature circles, because they are definitely different, even though there are some things that are similar. So some of the similarities are definitely that students are in small groups, that everybody in that small group is reading the same book. They may have had choice or it may have been something that you assigned to them. And every group has discussions about their books. But a book club is definitely different. There are no roles. So there's no discussion leader or summarizer or vocabulary detective or any of those kinds of things. The students have more control. In my class, when I do book clubs, I usually provide my class with five or six options. And then the students pick their books before I put them into groups. And then I put them in groups based on who wants to read the same book. I keep my groups super small. Groups of three are perfect. Groups of four is probably as large as I get. I think I have had groups of five, but four is probably the most that I would want in a group. And then I give the students some parameters. So I tell them when our book club discussion days are. I tell them when the unit is over and then I let them create their own schedule. So my students literally get to decide how much of the book they're reading at any one point. So they divide the book. Some groups decide to read a whole bunch at the beginning. Some people decide to read a whole bunch at the end, but they get to decide and they have to agree together. So a lot of cooperative learning going on there and compromise and teamwork that goes on. While they're reading, they are coming up with their own discussion questions that they're going to be using. I love this part of it because it helps focus their discussions on the things that matter to them. Of course, I help them with their questions. And yes, of course, they are not left alone to just do all this, but they get to come up with their own discussions. The other thing that I really like about book clubs is that you're not dependent on anyone else in the group. And one of the things I found when I did literature circles was that if our summarizer, person who had the role of summarizer, was gone the day of the discussion, the group kind of fizzled. Or if our group leader was gone that day, the group kind of fizzled. And the other thing that I saw that happened and why literature circles don't work for my class is that if somebody is the summarizer, it was they would read their summary and then the next person would 
read all their vocabulary, and then the next person would do whatever their task was. And there was no cohesiveness to the groups. It was just a checklist of all the things that they had to do. But when the students are coming up with their own questions and they're getting into the book that they've chosen, the discussions go much deeper and their understanding of the book and their understanding of literature goes much deeper. And that's what I want for my students. There's a lot more to book clubs than this very brief overview. And students are definitely doing more than just reading and coming up with discussion questions. And as I said earlier, I will be devoting an entire podcast to book clubs and how to structure them and the work that students do and how you plan your mini lessons and all of the things that go into it. If you are interested right now in planning your own book clubs, I do have a free guide for you. If you want to go to the show notes, I have a free guide that will help you figure out what you need to plan before you do your book club, what to do during the book club, and then how to prepare after your book club so that you can get the most out of it. So there's a free guide there. You can go download that in the show notes. Student motivation is an ongoing concern for teachers. If you'd like to continue the conversation, come join our free Facebook group where you can share your thoughts, ideas, or you can even ask some questions and we can work through student motivation together. Thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to go over to the show notes and get the link to the challenges or to download the link for the free book club planning guide. If you found value in today's episode, I would love for you to give me a rating and then share this episode with some of your teacher friends. Next week, we're going to be continuing our conversation about implementing Reader's Workshop. And I'll be chatting about how to structure your class period, whether you have a 45-minute class or a full 90-minute block. I have a few ideas about how you can structure your time to get the most out of workshop. Until next time, have a great week.